You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, January 20th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Later this month, over 2,100 athletes, coaches, and staff will gather for the Arctic Winter Games. The international sports competition for northern athletes happens every other year, with Alaskans representing the United States. As KCAW's Catherine Rose reports, a Sitkin will coach this year's gymnastics team. Trisha Bessert learned how to backflip like so many 90s kids on a trampoline in her Wisconsin backyard. My dad bought me a trampoline to get my energy out, so I just started playing around. I had four older brothers that were flipping around all the time, so it was more like a copycat kind of situation that kind of gives you some bravery when you see your older brothers doing it and then just kind of join in on the fun. Bessert grew up watching icons like Shannon Miller, Sean Johnson, Nastia Lukin, and Chelsea Mimmel. At school, she played basketball, but she found herself drawn to the gymnastics team at 13. I already had a lot of skills that I had taught, which just need to be kind of tweaked to actually look nice. Uh, backyard gymnasts tend to don't have the, the finesse when you're self-taught, so learned that pretty quickly. A coach noticed that after I learned a skill, I was pretty good at then teaching. So she started coaching younger students, and by the time she was 15, she was coaching competitive teams. And she kept coaching gymnastics as a side hustle when she was studying at the University of Wisconsin. She moved to Sitka a decade ago, and one morning in 2014, she woke up to a bunch of Facebook messages asking if she was interested in starting a local gymnastics program. I had no idea where it was coming from. And as I was looking through the notifications on Facebook, I saw one that I had been tagged in Sika Chatters. And it was my now husband that said, oh, hey, Trish used to be a gymnast and she's also a gymnastics coach. Maybe she would start something. And the people of Sika kind of took that and ran with it. At first, she agreed to coach a couple of classes. But she ended up quitting her job and coaching gymnastics full-time, leading the Sitka Gymnastics Academy for seven years. Though the business didn't survive COVID, coaches across the state thought of her when it was time to nominate someone to lead Alaska's gymnastics team in the Arctic Winter Games, an international sports competition that happens every two years in the Northern Hemisphere. I think the best way to describe it is um, like a mini Olympics at a more amateur level for some Arctic countries, so uh, Canada and then Alaska as the United States representation, Greenland, Finland, and Sweden are all a part of this. And there's 20 different sports that are played. Everything from like gymnastics, and I'm pretty sure there's dog sledding and hockey, um, to NYO, which is Native Youth Olympics. Bessert's job as a coach goes beyond her work at the mat. She had to design everything from the leotards and warm-up routines to the composition of the team itself. She selected four gymnasts from across the state to compete. Two are from Anchorage, one is from Fairbanks, and one's from Wasilla, chosen based on both their athletic abilities and their work outside the gym. I was looking, what else do they do outside of gymnastics? Who are they as people, and how does that represent the state? We want to have people that give back to their communities, so their community service and also academics. I have a great team, and I'm really excited. She says she's honored to be chosen and especially to be nominated by the other Alaska gymnastics coaches. Alaska gymnastics is a very, very tight community and a very supportive community. So a lot of sports are going to see this you know, almost this rivalry between different teams. And gymnastics just isn't like that 
of course you have kids that they you they want to win they want to take you know gold medals home but all in all they want other gymnasts to be at their best at every competition Bessert says gymnastics has stuck with her all these years because of the precision the dedication and the grit it builds she says the skills kids gain from gymnastics help them in all aspects of life and in case in point I have some kids that are now on an eighth grade basketball team and they are dominating all five starters were gymnasts and it's pretty cool because watching them they're fierce and they're confident and they're strong and that's what I love about it is when you do gymnastics it never really leaves you there the lessons that you've learned from it stay with you for the rest of your life Bessert will be traveling north later this month for the games which are being hosted in Wood Buffalo Alberta Canada reporting in Sitka I'm Catherine Rose Wrangell School District is working to transition its COVID-19 mitigation policy to one more generally focused on keeping illnesses out of schools Superintendent Bill Burr went through policy changes with school board members at a January 16th meeting We want to protect our students from every illness, not just COVID-specific. Burr says the district is still focused on keeping sickness out of schools, but it's a new phase of the pandemic. One of the biggest changes was actually implemented last month, Burr says, but he highlighted the policy change again Monday. Wrangell student-athletes are no longer required to test before traveling to other communities for games. We're encouraging uh, testing before travel. The CDC still recommends group travel. Um, but we we have gotten uh, a, a good testing program. It is optional. We do have tests, and we do it still encourage um, people. The school's revised mitigation plan still encourages masking when recovering from illnesses like COVID. The CDC recommends that anyone who tests positive for COVID-19 isolate for at least five days. If they've been fever-free for 24 hours, they can return to work or school, but should wear a mask for the next five days. Health officials say anyone with the flu should stay home for three to four days after symptoms develop, or until 24 hours after their last fever, whichever comes later. This is highly encouraged, and this doesn't apply just to uh, COVID symptoms. We do have a number of illnesses that have gone uh, around it's not a requirement, but I just wanted to, to clarify that it's still encouraged um, for the sake of our, our staff and other students. Masking in schools has been controversial throughout the pandemic. District officials pointed to mask rules as a factor in the major enrollment drop Wrangell saw during the 2020-2021 school year. Alaska's ferry system is looking at building a new terminal in the village of Saxman, about three miles south of Ketchikan. State officials say moving the terminal could allow the ferry system to add a third daily sailing to and from Metlakatla. As KRBD's Reagan Miller reports, officials are scheduled to discuss the idea at a series of upcoming public hearings. The Alaska Marine Highway System Ferry Latuya shuttles passengers and vehicles to and from Metlakatla twice a day, five days a week. It's a quick 45-minute trip down the channel, and the Latuya docks at the ferry terminal in Ketchikan's west end. But discussion is brewing about tying up the Latuya at the Saxman Seaport, six road miles south of the current terminal. Lori Richmond is Saxman City Administrator. She says those six miles can make a big difference. Saxman being like 83% Native population and Metlakatla being 100% Native population, there's a lot of family that goes back and forth between the two um, areas, villages. 
But right now, the ferry dock is all the way in the middle of Ketchikan, so the families have a hard time getting together because they have to afford taxis or they have to pay the increased amount to bring their vehicle. The Saxman Seaport is also in the same neighborhood as the future Three Bears Alaska grocery store. Richmond says that proximity is another convenience for travelers. Metlakatla is going to have much quicker access to, um, to groceries, to hardware, to sporting goods. They're not going to have to try to find a ride from the ferry dock, you know, in the middle of Ketchikan to three different stores because we'll have all three of those down at Three Bears. The seaport would house both a small boat launch and the terminal. Richmond says there's potential funding available from the statewide Transportation Improvement Project program. Richmond says at first, Saxman approached DOT about creating a commercial vessels dock at the seaport. And they weren't able to affix any money real quick, but then um, they found enough money to maybe just retrofit the seaport right now. Shannon McCarthy, a spokesperson from the Alaska Marine Highway System, says the Regional Economic Development Group Southeast Conference is leading the initiative. DOT and the AMHS, um, we are supporting the, the uh, Southeast Conference efforts. And uh, so the Southeast Conference is putting in some um, funding for a preliminary design, and then we are also putting in about $500,000 for this preliminary design. The preliminary design will be done by P&D Engineering. McCarthy says representatives from that company will be in Ketchikan next week. She says a Saxman terminal could allow the ferry system to add an additional daily run to Metlakatla. This would allow, a, a ferry terminal would allow uh, a ferry to go back and forth from uh, Annette Bay to Saxman, back and forth about three times a day, so cutting off some time. Metlakatla Mayor Albert Smith says there are both pros and cons to developing a Saxman terminal for the Latuya. Well, if it works out and uh, the, the idea is that we can have more runs, throughout the day and the earlier morning run, one in the later evening, and then uh, uh, runs throughout the, the whole day. But he says moving the terminal farther from hotels and other businesses could create its own issues. Just the, the fact that it's further out of town, right now where the ferry lands, you could walk right across the street to the landing, or if you needed to, uh, you could actually walk short walk over to the airport. But Smith says if the idea moves forward, it's a problem that could be solved. You know, there's transportation stuff we need to figure out, and and a lot of things I think that we can work out. Representatives from the State Department of Transportation and Southeast Conference will hold a town hall meeting in Saxman to discuss the idea at 5.30 p.m. on January 25th. The public meeting in Metlakatla is set for 6 p.m. the following day. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. I'm Marion Fulton, and this has been Raven News.